to BT Rio chapter podcast number three. And today we have a very special guest talking about being a millennial teacher, the challenges, the opportunities that lie in being a millennial teacher. Um, so before I mention who she is, let's give a quick rundown, a bit about a you know academic background. So um, she's currently branch manager at Centre Britannica Jomas at the Unidad Limon in São Paulo, right? And she's been in ELT for the last 10 years. Based, she's based in São Paulo, but from Rio de Janeiro, Carioca to the bone. She was a CPE, CELTA, right? And before that, she also was a coordinator at Centre Britannica in Taquara, teacher trainer at Achieve Languages, and pedagogical coordinator there as well and also an EFL teacher at Ibil in Rio de Janeiro. Welcome, Leticia. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. I'm great. I'm so happy to have this opportunity. Okay, great. <laughs> and thank great. you for having me. Yes, great. Yeah, I think it's good because we want to hear different voices and uh, we'll talk a bit about how, you know, we can cover different aspects related to teacher development, teacher education, um, and, you know, teacher the learning, the whole thing about professional learning as an ongoing discussion, right? So today we're focusing on the millennial teacher. <laughs> and millennial teacher, basically, we know millennials are born between 1986 and 1981, sorry, 1996, roughly, right? Mm -hmm. um, so often they are described as entitled, narcissistic, lazy, uncommitted, educated, mm -hmm. but unskilled. Uh, very nice package of adjectives there. <laughs> Do you think it fits the mold of the teachers that you work with? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Uh, first of all, I'm a millennial myself. Right. And perhaps I might be seen as a person who's um, strongly committed to whatever it is that I am doing or that I am opinionated right. sometimes but um, I think that well if you are a teacher most of the time you get I started teaching when you're really young right okay. most teachers yes. that I know started teaching when they were 18 or even younger wow. and I think this profession that we chose it puts a lot of pressure on us because mm -hmm. we are the ones, you know, filling in the vessels, the empty vessels that uh, our students mm. are. I don't agree with that view, obviously. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I feel like there's so much pressure on us. And because there's this um, misconception or this belief that millennials um, are tech savvy, that they are ingesting content that mm -hmm. we have to excel at everything we do right, so, right. in all honesty i think millennial teachers um, besides being great professionals um extremely committed they are in fact damaged somehow because of this mm -hmm. pressure that is being put on us right. um and all this pressure might result in burnouts and you know maybe all these uh, negative things that you heard about millennials right, so i think that's exactly. a pretty much how it works at least mm -hmm. for me 
Okay, and it's interesting you said that um, they, they start off very young, or they start the career very young, so that you probably face um, to a certain extent maybe suspicion from uh, your students who are maybe adults sometimes that you know this young kid who does this this uh, 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 little girl or little boy trying to tell me about language learning, so you might have that to a certain extent discrimination. I don't know of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, saying that you're not experienced enough, so they might mm-hmm. think, "Oh, look at this baby trying to tell me what to do." <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's interesting because, as you said, you start off young because a lot of them maybe studied when they were young, and mm-hmm. they end up, you know, um, completing the courses when they're like 14, 15. So they already have most of the skill sets and the language uh, knowledge uh, by that age. You know, it's interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I faced a lot of criticism back in the mm-hmm. day because I started teaching when I was 17 years old, and I had recently graduated from my English course, right. and I was one of the best students there. And my teacher asked me if I could give some remedial classes, so that's how I got my start. Um, right. And oftentimes, I'd have. Uh, older students, students who were older than me, and mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, they would come to me and say, "Well, that was a great lesson, but you know what? You're so young. How do you <laughs> how do you manage? How do you do yeah. that? You know?" Yeah. And at the same time, I understood it was a compliment because those were people who were older than me, and they were um, interested, curious, perhaps. Um, at how I was able to communicate fluently at such a young age, but at the same time, I noticed that there was maybe um, an envious um, behavior to that, or uh, really criticism. So I've I've always faced criticism uh, in my in my career because of how young I am and how I project myself, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So in this case, seeing that you've you've had that, you you know what it's like, felt it in uh, as being part being part of the experience. What do you think is let's say a good tip for managing, or how can coordinators like yourself, who maybe are not millennials, what do you suggest they do to deal with millennial teachers? If there is such thing, well, do we need to deal with millennial teachers? But what kind of tips do you think would be important for uh, coordinators like yourself who have millennial teachers on board? Mm, I think most of the conflicts come from not understanding what being a millennial is. Okay, so this is a different time, and I feel like previous generations were used to being told what to do without questioning it. Mm-hmm. And for millennials, everything has to have a purpose. So if it doesn't um, resonate with our beliefs or if it doesn't seem right, we simply won't do it. But not because we're stubborn or because we are entitled or anything like that, but because we have this deep connection with doing things that have a purpose, that are meaningful, okay? So... Mm-hmm. I guess if you're dealing with millennial teachers, you have to put things in a way that makes sense to them, basically. Right. Okay. Right. And wow. it has a lot to do with motivation, right? 
we know that mm-hmm. there is intrinsic motivation, extrinsic motivation, and when it comes to millennials, extrinsic motivation doesn't really play that big of a role because we're not really interested in rewards or punishment, none of that. Right. But we um, might be willing to do something even though um, we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we see purpose in what we're going to do. So uh, to put it in practical terms, most teachers don't like calling students. They feel uh, unease about it. Uh, they're shy. I don't know. They don't like right. calling students. They don't like calling parents. But what I often do is I go to my teachers and I say, listen, I know that this is quite an uncomfortable task. Mm-hmm. But you see, you have to let them know of what is going on. It's better to do it now than do it later. And we don't want uh, any bad news to come up as a surprise to them. So right. do you see the purpose in doing that? And then by by explaining to them the process, the rationale behind every little thing we do, I get them to do more. Wow, you know? great. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's my number one tip to dealing with <laughs> millennial people. <laughs> okay, get, get get them to understand the purpose, and give them that. that that's where you deal on their motivation. You work on their motivation in the process. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Great. Lovely mm-hmm. tips. <laughs> okay. Thank so you. where where can we find you on social media if you want to you know maybe share some ideas with you or talk more about that, you know, continue discussion about millennials. Um, sure. Where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm Leticia Salish, 91 there. Okay. Um, I'm also on Instagram. You won't see um, a lot of professional stuff there, but you can definitely contact me there. I'm Leticia, 91 okay. Salish there. All right. Okay. Uh, and if you have any questions about millennial teachers or novice teachers, I also um, delivered, presented at some conferences, Brastiso conferences, talking Great. about induction programs for novice teachers um, mm. from a novice coordinator perspective, because I was starting my uh, my activities as a coordinator. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's something interesting about becoming a coordinator because you are suddenly in this position of power and you kind of forget the things Mm -hmm. that the hardship of being a teacher, you know, wants to become a a coordinator. So it's really interesting how it, how it shifts, how it shifts. um, And we often forget, as I told you, uh, we often forget the hardships of being a teacher. So I spent a year in 2017 uh, mm-hmm. speaking at conferences and shedding light on the issue of how unprepared and unsupported novice teachers are, especially if they are millennial teachers who are, as I told you before, expected to excel at everything. Wow. <laughs> so if you have any questions about that, you can definitely drop wow. me a line and I'll be more than happy to help you. Yeah, we could even do maybe a webinar on that maybe in the future. That would be wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, 
all right so thank you very much thank you really really it was really good listening to these tips understanding a bit more about that and it is a very important topic i think uh, both for the teachers the millennial teachers or teachers who are more experienced dealing with these let's say uh, this, this group and for coordinators as well so i think it's wonderful for both sides to get a, a better picture of what it means to be a millennial teacher you know mm-hmm. so i think it's important to, for, for us to talk about that Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this is a great way to, you know, share experiences. And if I may add one last thing to our conversation, this is Please. something that I say, you know, all the time. Um, in most professions, mm-hmm. you have uh, uh, the concept of seniority, right? So you expect uh, yes. senior professionals to have a, a, a broader uh, scope of uh, skills developed and all that. Um, and in return, you expect less from junior uh, um, professionals in that same profession. But when it comes to teachers, nobody um, thinks about that. Right. You expect mm-hmm. uh, novice teachers to have uh, the same level of skills as a senior teacher. There's no such thing as, you know, junior teacher, senior teacher, and all that, that you normally see at other um, companies. And this is something that we have to think about. Why are we considering the fact that uh, novice teachers have difficulties? Why are we putting so much pressure on them? So this is something that I expect to talk uh, a little bit more in the future. And if you have any questions, please drop me a line. I'll be more than happy to help you. Fantastic. I will do that. You bet. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Stephen. All right. See you. Bye-bye. See you. Okay, so that was BT Rio Chapter Podcast number three on the topic of being a millennial teacher. Hope you enjoyed it. And... um, Get in touch with us if you want to talk about this podcast and other podcasts that you want to hear, maybe other topics that might be interesting for you. You can reach us on Facebook at Brass T. Saul Rio Chapter and on Instagram at BT underline Rio Chapter. Okay, that's at BT underline Rio Chapter. Hoping to hear from you. Bye-bye.